gotta cover it up. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, girl. Listen, girl. You want me <laughs> Kenny oh, needs you. <laughs> I need you to move to Atlanta. Kenny thinks it's cool. <laughs> Trying to convince me, baby. Come <laughs> to move to the A. <laughs> Just go down 20. <laughs> and come to your A. Keep it on the download. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of the Roundtable Podcast. Uh, this is Thecker Jones. I'm filling in for Eddie Wright tonight. Uh, Thank uh, shout out to Eddie Wright, the greatest host of all time. Uh, I'm, in, I'm in here with the usual sp- yeah. suspects. Bro, uh, bro, I'm in here with the usual. We just chill. I'm, I'm sorry. Throwing y'all, man. <laughs> Kelly, Kelly, Kelly throwing me y'all. off, man. Kelly throwing me off. Kelly threw a lot of things off. And we're going to get into it. Uh, I'm here with the usual suspects. Brother Percy Donaldson. What the hell is going on? <laughs> That's all I had to say. <laughs> and also the other usual suspect, brother, Rob Benson. What's happening? What's happening? And we have a uh, special guest in the building with us today. I'm going to let him introduce himself. I'm special? I, yeah, I, I, man. I feel, yeah, yeah. I feel honored. What's up, man? It's your man, Big Swole Streets on Swole.com. I'm in the building. In there, in Whoa. there. Get in there, get in there. And, Get in now! <laughs> and again, you're listening to us on your uh, lunch break on that uh, Friday, after, uh, that Friday at noon, and uh, we're just trying to get you through that lunch break and those couple of last hours you got at work. So uh, just sit back and enjoy us. Uh, shout out to uh, Finesse Ent and Chop Shop Studios. Uh, shout out to the Rogers Gym Podcast, my podcast. Check us out sometime. And uh, what we're going to do? We're going to go ahead and get into it because you already know what we're going to talk about. Thanks, you already man. know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You already know. Everyone knows what we gotta what we gotta get into. Yeah, we gotta get into it. So, Robert Sylvester Kelly, Robert, had a, had whole name Bob Kelly. Bob Kelly had a concert <laughs> here. Ara last Saturday. Ara. The Ara, not art. Ara. No matter what, one of the greatest American songwriters of all time. One of the greatest. Got platinum hits. We don't even know he got. One of the greatest American songwriters of all time. To some of the platinum songs he's written. Because they probably country. Uh, They probably country. Uh, Taylor Swift, all that. He had a concert here. Had the city on fire. Boom, boom, boom. Mm -hmm. And people noticed that he stuck around. He's been here since last Saturday. Mm -hmm. And people were just like, huh, what's what's keeping the aura in Jackson? What are Kelly doing at Sugars and Griffin yeah. and Griffin Fish House? Like, yeah, like <laughs> Wendy's. At, at, at Griffin Fish House. Yeah, Krispy Kreme. Yeah, right. And it comes to find out that he is being sued by a Hines County deputy sheriff. Yes. For <laughs> okay, alienation of, of affection. Alienation of affection. Now, if, now. Alienation of affection, that is, when you kind of think about it, it is kind of like some backwoods shit. Like, mm-hmm. it is really, because it's basically saying, I have custody over my significant other's time and. And sexual organs. Yeah, you know. <laughs> but R. Kelly being the aura, 
he had decided, you know what? I don't need none of that. And we know the guy personally. Yeah, yeah, Kenny we know Ryan. the guy. We know the guy. Uh, <laughs> we know the guy. He's a he's a he's he's a great friend. Like, and he's been around, you know, and and I guess he he just lost out on this one. <laughs> he, well, according to the lawsuit, yeah, him and the uh, his wife Asia Chambers, Asia, they uh. They got together in 2012 sometime or something. Mm-hmm. And, well, they got married in 2012. And he knew about the relationship she had with the Aura. Mm-hmm. From the jump. From the jump. And he was like, you know what? Cool. So, so come to find so out. So, basically, he was interfering with their relationship. He was interfering with their relationship. <laughs> he was. And uh, come to find out, the Aura, uh, oh. you know, he, 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 didn't, he, didn't, he didn't like the condoms, apparently. And... Mm-hmm. You know, he gave her something. Gave her a little chlamydia. Yeah, two pack- rounds of antibiotics. Left a package at her, though. Yeah, you know. <laughs> you know. And they couldn't uh, they couldn't uh, perform coitus. Co- coitus. Did I say that right? I wanted mm-hmm. to sound like an old Jewish man. Okay. Perform coitus. Coitus. Uh, for five months. Right. While she was uh, being treated. I've never heard of something taking that long. But I'm not a medical professional, so. And, uh, five months? Yeah. So they continued their relationship, mm-hmm. and she convinced Kenny to leave uh, Jackson to move to Atlanta yeah. with an ulterior motive. She said it was for her career, but dun-dun-dun. On that midnight train, <laughs> Georgia. <laughs> it was so she could continue her relationship with the Aura. And now this comes out. So, I mean, what do y'all think about this whole thing? Uh, I think it is... A bunch of it's a Travis Sham mockery, mm. <laughs> a Travis and a Sham and yeah. a mockery and a mockery of the uh, of the sanctity of marriage, you know, from the start. I think it's not only Aura messed up a marriage and Asia messed up a marriage. I think uh, everybody played a part. Yeah, uh, and I know Kenny. So I want to be <laughs> successful in all his endeavors. Yeah, but <laughs> he finna come up. All he might. Up. He might come <laughs> up. Get your yeah. coins, Kenny. Yeah, yeah, and you get them coins, man, because you are gonna need something to wipe, like <laughs> the the just keep your face, you know, dry yeah. from everybody laughing. Keep shades gonna, on. Yeah, you are gonna need something to cover. <laughs> up. Get up sunglasses. Yeah, you are gonna need something to cover up the jeers, man. Dark but tint. I just don't think. I don't know uh, if the embarrassment is worth any money he'll get from his lawyers after they get the money they're going to get. After they get that 30. Yeah. Perfect. Right. So, I don't know. Like, I think, <clears throat> like, if he's bitter and mad, I'm not down with this. Yeah. But if he was like, hey, I'm leaving anyway. I'm not coming back. I know what she was doing. He know we was married. Give me my bread. Yeah. That's how I'll be it on work. my way. Just give me my check and I'll be on my way. I'll be on my way. Just give me my check. Y'all yeah. can step all in the name of love from Jackson to Atlanta if you want to. Just give me my money and go on about your way. If that's the case, then that's cool. She but, remind me of my Jeep. Mine are <laughs> Jeeps. <laughs> oh, man. What, what, Jeep sidekick, matter of fact. I don't, I don't know how I would have walked in that door. You put yourselves yeah. in his shoes, though, right. and, and you meet a chick. And, and she tell you she fucked And you outside the M bar, you rapping to her about a car. Yeah. And she say, something I need to let you know up front. I'm yeah. dating R. Kelly. 
Right. After the sex tape. After the, the post, what that? Pre-chocolate pre factor. Pre-chocolate factor. Yeah. Like, like. Yeah. And she say, I'm dating R. Kelly. You got a decision to make, man. Especially after the chocolate factory come yeah. out. Because yeah. you know, like, whatever they doing, it done went chocolate now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you need to step on out of there. You ended up yodeling in some canyons you ain't supposed to yodel in. You know what I'm talking about? And you, oh, just, and you just make a decision, man. You just be like, hey, bro. It was nice to meet you, man. I'm a gone past. Yeah. Right. Because that means anytime, in, written, written in the PDF, I'm reading like every time he got a concert in other states. She gone. She, she gone. One thing, this is a little personal, and I hope no one gets offended <coughs> at this, but it's the truth. You know, uh, Kenny got married, and I remember the wedding. And uh, I didn't go to the wedding, but I asked about the wedding from a family member who also went to, who went to the wedding. And I was like, how was the wedding, man? They were like, man, Kenny went in the broom closet for about an hour. Wouldn't come out. Didn't want to do it. He was trapped in the closet. He was actually trapped in the closet. <laughs> like, at his own wedding, you know. <laughs> and so there was there was some kind of, you know, it was Oh man. It was always a fight to keep it or to even get it to start with. Yeah. And so they never got through that. You know, I guess yeah. they thought that once the paperwork was gone or whatever. They would be a better, but a lot of times it don't work like that. You mm. know, whatever horse you start the race with, that's the one you're going to end it with. Yeah. And, yeah. and she was a thoroughbred before the race started. Oh, and she, oh. <laughs> and, she, oh. and uh, she might be a Shetland pony now. <laughs> but <laughs> back when the race started, she was a thoroughbred. She was, she might be a plow mule now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she was a thoroughbred when it started. And, you know, you got to do what you got to do to keep her, man. And he tried, but yeah. he couldn't. What you think about this, Wall? Man, bro, honestly, I don't, I don't find nothing <laughs> realistic, nothing serious about this whole entire goddamn situation. <laughs> I'm gonna sit up here and be honest with you. If you knew from the jump, me personally, if I knew I met a chick and she said, "Hey, I want to let you know, I'm dating R. Kelly," that's my indication to let you know, to let myself know. Mm-hmm. I ain't got no dog in a fight. You don't. Right. I you can't, can't match the money. That. I can't, I can't come come no like, you, can't, you can't match the celebrity nor the money. Right. At all. I don't care if I'm swole. I don't care if I'm Rob. I don't care if I'm Melvin, Percy. I don't care if I'm the Pope. This yeah. is Ira this Kelly. Ira Kelly. Everybody done smashed yeah. to R. Kelly, whether it's in the Hilton yeah. or the $12 rooms on Northside Drive. Yeah. Everybody done smashed to R. Kelly. The 95 Crown Vic. Man, that man been saying about that shit since 1994. One? Three? One? Like yeah, when you were in public announcement. Yeah, yeah. Honey Love. Hey. All yeah. this stuff. Honey Love. And like, <laughs> let's go to the mile, baby. Yeah, the most interesting <laughs> thing I kind of found out of, out of it is. <laughs> They released some of the text messages. And, I mean, she got this long, like, love note, sequility. Soul-driven. Just like, I, you know, I, I mean, everything grammatically correct. Yeah, you really, can, like the Fifty Shades yeah. of Grey. You and think Mike yeah. Angelo. Yeah. And he just responds, come. come. Bring it. C-U-M. C-U-M come. <laughs> he 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 can even spell it right. I'll spot you an E, baby. Dude, dude said, <laughs> said R. Kelly learned how, how to spell from Mr. Marcus. Right. <laughs> Just by the letters on his hat. <laughs> if it was on the Mr. Marcus hat, he don't yeah. know how to spell it. <laughs> he don't know nothing about it, man. Look, man that's a trip, man. Uh, I just don't know. Like, I, I dated a girl one time, and uh, we was talking one night, and she was like, hmm, Ray J calling me. I'm like, Ray J? Like, <laughs> like Brandon, brother? Like, Brandon, brother? Yeah. You mean like 
sex tape, Kim Kardashian, yeah. Ray J. Yeah, he come to DC every once in a while. And I'm like, oh, okay. Right then, I knew whatever happened after that. Get out of Couldn't be person. serious. Yeah. <laughs> and, but she, but she, but she, at yeah. least she let you know, though. Yeah. She could have been a Ray J side chick. Yeah. But to me, that would always be Ray J girl. Yeah. Like, we had fun. In her and if, and if we keep it, And if we keep it funky, right. she was in more of a relationship with R. Kelly than R. Kelly was in Right, right. right. Like, R. Kelly got dozens of these type of women. And and I don't know, but guess what? I'm going to make a goddamn educated guess and say he does. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's our fucking Kelly. He's been singing for damn near 30 years. Everybody knows who he is. He's one of the biggest acts in R&B of all time. You know who the fuck R. Kelly is. He is my generation's Marvin Gaye. So, there you go. The funny yes. thing about the Ray J story, man, is that I end up, my, my friend end up flying here, going to Tiffany's. I'm going to uh, Freelance with me. Yeah. Ray J was here. She oh, talked yeah. She talked to me that night. Ray J was on the other side of the club. I was like, you know you can go over there like, yeah, the yeah. like don't make it seem like. But I think the only reason she sat there is because I never was like overly pressed yeah. for her attention. Because yeah. once she told me about Ray J, I'm like, hey. It's over. I it's over with yeah. me. I can't do nothing with that. We can have fun. We can kick it. But if Ray J called, go about your business. And that's what he, and go. it would have been a much better situation for Kenny. <laughs> I mean, he could have been. Just think about all the free R. Kelly concerts he could have been. Well, that's the thing. You think R. Kelly was dropping some bread? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. To get her to the city. Right, yeah. yeah. To get her yeah. wherever he need her at. He going to drop yeah. some bread. That's your get... room, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, if he eats, he going to eat. Yeah. You know, he probably <laughs> eat that. Like, yeah. you, know, <laughs> you eat, I eat. Yeah, yeah. so, you know. But Literally and figuratively. Yeah. 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 And then, look. You can wear my robe. You can wear my robe. And then, look. A regular day. Of R. Kelly, like, spending is, like, you can't compete. income tax. Yeah, yeah, you can't income compete. Income tax time for, for, for like a Like, you can't jump. compete. And you R. Kelly, compete. like, this ain't going to, like, this this 12K R. Kelly going to spend ain't going to hurt him. Right. Like, I'm R. I'm, the, I'm the R. R. Kelly booking for 125 And then he can sing? Mm. <laughs> yeah. We ain't even added he can sing. Hey, <laughs> and not just sing. Ain't even, he can get out. Fucking sing. He can yeah. fucking sing. I like, heard him saying Donny Hathaway is a song for you in Memphis. Yeah. Like in probably about 03. Beautiful told, song. Total house down, man. And this is the thing. Yeah. It's, like, it's like God gave R. Kelly singing and like songwriting. They put his his singing and songwriting ability on 100. Yeah. And like yeah. everything else is on scene. His morality is Yeah. Yeah. And like his morality is like zero. Like, right, I don't right. give a fuck if it's your daughter, if it's your wife, if it's yeah. your grandmammy. I'm a fucker. Okay. And, like, and it's like, bro. He done told niggas, I'm a flirt. Yeah. I tell you what, I was telling him, I was telling the story before we started the podcast. Uh, Craig Hodges, ex. Uh, NBA player, NBA, NBA three-point champion, uh, ex-Chicago Bull, uh, uh, civil rights activist. Uh, I think he's a Pan-African. Pan-Africanist, I don't know. I thought he was. But anyway, when R. Kelly was broke, Craig Hodges moved R. Kelly in his house in Chicago, got him out of a terrible record deal, let him stay at his house with his wife and everything, nursed him back up to the point where he can be the performer he is today. R. Kelly banged Craig Hodges' wife. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Mm. So, a goddamn on. savage. A savage. Mm. My R. Kelly story outside of him. Like, well, it, see, this is the thing. It's still fuck R. Kelly to me because I still say he did that shit. But my cousins in Chicago, in Illinois, 
they we uh we were having a family reunion this is like 2000 and like two mm-hmm. and we went to their house and mm-hmm. they lived in a pretty affluent neighborhood it was pretty nice mm-hmm. and they were, like we were passing by the house and they're like hey r kelly lives right there and you know what house it was it was the sex tape house <laughs> my cousins lived around the corner from the sex tape house that house is actually abandoned now Wow! Yeah, really? it's, it was listed on uh uh like one of those like sites like Zillow or something. Mm-hmm. They couldn't get that P out of there, huh? Yeah, couldn't get that P out of there. Like he, man. like he, he just wasn't even blood, there, man. Yeah, but yeah, man, like it, it's it's a it's a really strange situation. Um, it's the most Jackson shit you will yeah, ever yeah, find. Yeah, that's that's yeah. real Jackson shit. I mean, any any time else, man, I would like. Because, first of all, I've really not been an R. Kelly fan ever since he started banging children and, and see, peeing on them. But he, he, I'll put it like this. Age Ain't Nothing But A Number came out in 94. Right. And he wrote that. Yeah. And produced That was and for real. Yeah. Yeah. Seems Like You Ready came out in 93. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Body is my playground. Yeah, yeah like, you know what I'm saying? I don't think, like, yeah, that, that goes back <laughs> to it. I don't think, uh, uh, I don't think you can cure what he has. No, so, no. And he's going to continue. He's going to be yeah. 60-year-old R. Kelly still buying Happy Meals at McDonald's for yeah. the young girls. I don't know, the rock and roll McDonald's. So, it's this guy, his name is Jim Roganis. I can't tell the McDonald's story. Yeah, well, he, he would go to the rock, yeah. rock and roll McDonald's. Yeah. Like, R. Kelly just sitting in the Rock and Roll McDonald's hawking down young girls. Young girls. And, like, he would do stuff like, I'm going to buy you some Jordans. Fuck them. They get pregnant. Well, I'm going to give you some more Jordans. Hold, here, go get taken care of this. Have an abortion. It's over. Like, it's suspected that he gave wow. a, a a musical credit to one of the girl's parents that he was fucking around with. So, they like, after she had her abortion or whatever, to, like, pay off the family on the album. Like R, like R. Kelly is a, and I mean he had this GQ interview that was really like in depth wow. and honest from him where he was talking about like Once he uh he was sexually abused he was sexually by, abused by a family member a family member yeah and it kind of when you look at it and when you just think about it and I'm no kind of like therapist or anything but it's a cycle yeah it's a like cycle. it's a cycle yeah. and I mean that that's sad as fuck like you know like. <laughs> And, and you know, the reporter was talking about, like, so many girls he had got in contact with where, like, you know, they were telling him these stories about the stuff he was doing, and these are, like, 14, 15, 16-year-old girls. Like, and he's just, like, constantly doing shit like this, like, abortion after abortion, or, like, hey, I'm going to buy you something. Like, hey, you want an iPad? Like, he, like, just, re- like, and he's wow. doing this to teenage girls. <laughs> But and I mean, we don't talk. The concert was packed, though. Like his his wall choir with, director, with his, his choir director, his choir director that he came up with mm-hmm. would send girls from the choir to R. Kelly. Yeah, like it was a like you know what it is, and I will bring up this point, and I'm not accusing anybody of anything, mm-hmm. but old girl, she was a chili the coach, and what do chili the coaches have access to? Chili this. That's all I gotta say. Wow, that's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Boy, you just wow. lay one out there. Though. That's all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm saying. Man, it 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 never surprises me. Mm-hmm. Like, like people, we have this thing in the black community where we think money and power are. Uh, we think that 
that's like the end all be all. End all be all. We like money. That's that that's that's correlates to success and some type of higher morality because you have money and and a little power. And so as people we flock to it. Not just black people, but everybody. But black people because we the poorest. Yeah. We flock to it. We looking to further this up. We yeah, we looking to further this up. So we're gonna grab what's further stuff uh-huh. and try to pull it to stay close to it. And I think a lot of that comes from this certain like money is good, but money without morality is an awful setup for failure. I mean, but you see the downhill spiral with that anyway. I mean yeah. you've been watching it over the last what, forty years? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, and 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 the money without morality, man, we flock to people like that. And I call them problematic favorites. Mm-hmm. And R. Kelly is definitely one of those pop- problematic favorites because we will pack his pop- his concert, his concert. The same people in that concert acting like this is so amazing that R. Kelly's down here probably peeing on and banging the guy wife. And no, this is him. This is him. This is him. <clears throat> this is him before you bought that ticket. This is him after you bought that ticket. Now, if you can compartmentalize that music away from what he does when he finishes singing to these young women, then that's you. But see, my thing is, because I'm a big advocate in... think of Donald Trump. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> see, I, I'm a big advocate in you got to separate the artist from the art. You do. But when that person's art is made around what they do... It imitates life. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, because all he sings about is sex. Yeah. That's it. And it's kind of... If he's having sex with teenagers... Yeah. All he's singing about is sex with teenagers. Teenagers. Cookie, right. Cookie, cookie, cookie. Yeah. yeah. And that's... And that's... And, 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 mm-hmm. and I say that as a Michael Jackson fan. As a huge Michael Jackson fan. Huge Michael Jackson And, like, it's just... We're all walking contradictions. R. Kelly fucked up. Fuck Kenny Brown. <laughs> that, that's all I can really say. <laughs> sorry, Coach Kenny, but you made my life hell in Provine. I ain't sorry. Fuck you. I'm pulling. I'm pulling for Coach. I hope we win, man. I hope we win. We need all the money, Jackson, we can get. Yeah. <laughs> man, that shit made me think of Donald Trump, though. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's it's like that. Cause you remember me and you, we we asking the same question. Yeah. Like, I mean, if you know this man a racist. Right. If you know he misogynist, if right. you know he, I mean, if you know all these things about him, right. how you get him to pass and say, well, he's okay? He okay. That's the problem. And we turn around and do the same shit do for same. our favorites. Right, right, right. Because I've seen some folk in the same sentence on Facebook in a the status. They'll say, now, I don't like that he's been peeing on them good, but I'm being there Saturday night, though. Yeah, exactly. I'm Listening to him singing about. <laughs> he had a 15 year old girl singing a song called Age Ain't Nothing But a Number that he was fucking going down. R. Kelly, fu- R. Kelly peed on Aaliyah. No, no. Yeah, yeah, it's the end. When, you, when you think about that, he probably like, did, though. I thought, yeah. she, I thought she'd be better than that, but he probably yeah. did. R. Kelly peed on Aaliyah. That's not a thought I want to have about Aaliyah. I pray. I don't, yeah. But, yeah. But, yeah. but, 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 he did. He, he was had, younger too. He was like twenty five. He had to he, Hilton. Let's take this show uh, uh, show on the road. Hey, yeah. I ain't gonna lie. I wanted to go there so bad with the camera. Like, hey man, look, did you pee on the little man? Just get some yellow food color and put it in a bucket of water. He will throw it on. He'll flip out. <laughs> 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 like, this is how this feels. Nah, but uh, yeah, man. So we gonna go ahead and get with uh, our guest who's uh, come in, uh, Swole. So uh, tell the people what you do, man. 
Man, I do a lot, man, besides drink Kool-Aid and eat Cheetos all day. Yeah. yeah. You know, great, that, great. that's the majority of what I do. Hold on, that sounds like everybody right there. Yeah. What? Differentiate yourself, See, I, I'm, I'm getting a little bit more, uh, I'm a little bit more structured now. I've actually moved on to Cheez-Its. Oh, oh so little, Ooh, you don't got your roots, boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That boy You're got not a little money, man. Anymore. That boy like, got a little yeah, money, man. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm trying to be Austin. He got a little I'm, breed. I'm getting, I'm getting ostentatious with my shit. Oh. <laughs> so I moved on to Cheeto. I mean, Cheez-Its. You know, they got like the white cheddar. You know, they got the regular cheddar. You know, that's what I do. Man. I don't know why, but I just had to get out the, che- uh, the Cheetos, man. That's what's up, man. I'm going to try that. Try it, I'm going to try that. Ever since, ever since Trump, man, every time I see a bag of Cheetos, that's all I think. Damn. So, Cheeto Jesus. I went to Cheetos. <laughs> I had to move on to Cheezus, man. I had to, man. <laughs> nah, man. But <laughs> that's classical. Yeah, that's classical. <laughs> but, um, man, honestly, man, I'm, I'm a consultant, music consultant. I manage Dollar Black, www.dollarblack.bde.com. That's a plug right there. Um, man, I've been around music my whole life. I've been in music my whole life from working for Def Jam Records, for working for Atlantic Records, and having my own company now, Streets on Swole Promo and Consulting. It's just everything in my life has been revolved around music. But now, in addition to that, I've taken a step to really jump head first into finances and how to generate wealth and how to create wealth, not only for myself, but other individuals, particularly us as African-Americans or young black professionals in America. So that's about it, man. That's me. Let me, let me ask you something about the marketing <coughs> and the music and the generating wealth. As it seems yeah. that most artists now, are they don't want to sign a deal. Right. They want to have full control. Right. They want uh, autonomy. And so it seems like artists now, uh, matter of fact, a great example, uh, uh, Ice Cube has a commercial, I think it's a beer commercial, and they're using the song Colors. Yeah. Ice T. Ice, Ice T. Yeah. And they're using the song Colors. Oh, that tweet. Now, yeah, Colors was about. Colors. The song Colors, Colors yeah. The about, song yeah. Colors, that was a song about black Game. men and gang yeah. members dying in the hood mm-hmm. over Colors. Like blood over being on the streets. Blue. You saw over that. You saw blue. that tweet. Yeah, yeah. And they asked him like, "How could you let like these people use a song that meant so much and had so much of a purpose in the neighborhood when it came out? How could you let them use it for a commercial like this that has really nothing to do with the with the with the meaning of the song?" And what did he tweet out? Eight hundred seventy thousand dollars. Eight hundred fifty k. Eight fifty. Licensing. Yeah. Yeah. And what I'm what I'm saying is, I see a bunch of Rappers now, they're not signing deals. They're 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 pretty much autonomous, but they're doing a lot of advertising. Mm-hmm. They're finding ways to keep their name out there in right. ways that the 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 record company they would have signed a deal probably would have been more in charge of. Right? Uh, has that been something that you've been growing with, and that's something that you've noticed, and you try to learn as much about it as you can, and 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 are you prepared to 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 maybe send artists? In that direction also. Absolutely. I mean, I, I encourage it. And the right. reason for that is because with last year with Dollar Black, we landed a licensing deal or a licensing placement, rather, right. with ESPN with his record all day. Okay. And so it was being played on, on First Take okay. and on SportsCenter. All right. So, um, and the check that came from it mm-hmm. was, and no pun intended, but it was pretty substantial. Like, okay. seriously. Okay, yeah. And nice. so by that being... By that being a placement that we got, being an independent artist, independent label right. from right here in Jackson, Mississippi, right. 
you know, it really opened a door to a whole new arena of possibilities. Okay. Because, you know, when it comes down to these corporations and corporate America, regardless of if records are actually selling or if artists are actually doing good, because the fact of the matter is record labels are not making the same amount of money that they used to make five, 10, 15 years ago. So they're trying everything in their power to try and penny pitch from these artists that's still on these labels Mm -hmm. just to recoup what they've invested. Mm -hmm. So it's a situation where the artists do not have to go to a label to say, okay, get me this or get me that. I can go straight to the source Mm -hmm. and make it happen. So I definitely encourage it for for any artist who is looking to jump into the music business because Mm -hmm. that's where the actual money is, right. you know, right. and every time that that commercial plays, every time that that show has a rerun, that artist is going to get a check from it. Right. And like, that's that's cool too because I've been looking at the God, I've been waiting on the God Box for what, six years? God Box yeah. been coming out two years. Yeah. Literally. And they tell me it's May. They tell me like May. May 19th. 19th. May 19th. Okay, I've been waiting on the God Box two years and, then, and I'm like, man, I even, I even text him on his, uh, I even uh, like send a message like, when the guy about coming out? When the guy about coming out? And every time I hear about Banner, Banner like, hey man, I'm doing commercials for Gatorade. Uh-huh. I'm doing the NBA playoffs. Uh-huh. He did the soundtrack. Well, he did like five songs from Marvel vs. Capcom Three, a video game that came out like maybe like six years ago. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. He did the Mercedes Benz thing for two yep. years. Did he do the hip hop yep. game too? Yeah, he did something with the hip hop game. Yeah, and like Cartoon Network. Yeah, and he said like, "Hey, I'm doing good. Like, you know, music is something I do now. But when he's I when great. I have art to release, <laughs> like I, it, it's got to the great. point where like he he's doing music is something he does when he has art to release. But as far as music for money, <laughs> I don't think that's necessarily. He really he I don't think he necessarily cares as much about it because he's found a way to market himself. Right. And I think that a lot of artists need to do that. And I've always been excited about seeing Banner do it. And now that these guys aren't signing these contracts, I think that that'll get a whole lot more money in their pocket, a whole mm-hmm. lot faster. And guys like you, <clears throat> guys like you need, are the ones that get the message out and they educate these young guys, man. And, Go ahead. Oh, uh, well, let me ask you something. Um, what's the misconceptions that a lot of artists might have about the music industry coming in? Like they say, hey, okay, I want to start this off as a career. Um, what, what's what's some misconceptions that most that you've come across? Man, that I'm going to sign this record deal and I'm going to take everybody in the hood, out the hood. They don't realize that when you sign the record deal, that's when the real work happens. Yeah. You know, you you just not going to get a whole big check right then and there. That's when the work happens. You know, that that's the biggest misconception that I've had. Another misconception that I've heard is or that I've seen is that I signed this record deal and I'm going to instantly get on the radio. I'm going to instantly get this. I'm going to instantly get that. Where that's not the case at all. You know, I really, the main thing that I see about the music business when it comes down to new artists that say they want to get into it is they don't know the business at all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Point blank, period. Mm-hmm. And there's so many resources, there are so many people, there are so many books <clears throat> that they can read now to where they can educate themselves on the actual business. Like, I've had new artists come to me that I've never heard of, not saying that that's a problem, but new, brand new artists that come to me and say, man, I need a manager, I need somebody to do this for me, I need somebody to book shows for me. And I'm like, well, first of all, managers don't book shows. Mm-hmm. That's the number one thing. Managers do not book shows. They 
dot the I's, they cross the T's. Mm -hmm. If you want to book shows, you get a booking agent. Mm -hmm. They don't go out and solicit shows for you. You know, so it's just really the basics of the music business that they don't know. Mm -hmm. And quite honestly, from what I've seen, they don't care to find out. They much rather go out and do the things that they think are correct as opposed to really just going out and asking somebody or seeking that advice or reading a book to say, okay, mm -hmm. this is the way to do it, which is there's no real blueprint or game plan mm -hmm. because everything is different for that particular artist or person. Mm -hmm. But there are some things that you should follow in order to get on their right, their right world. And I, what I, yeah, because I, I grew up with traveling banner, you know. Yeah. You go to New Orleans, you see Banner. He handing out tapes, he got the bullhorn. Mm -hmm. You go to Memphis, you see Banner. He handing mm -hmm. out tapes, he got the bullhorn. In the red van. Yeah, you go to yeah, you go to strip club, <laughs> you see Banner. In Atlanta, yep. he handing out tapes, he got the bullhorn. But then you hear about uh, these new artists who are really like getting discovered sitting in their mom's house. Like, just putting stuff on YouTube and mm -hmm. what's the guy with the red braids? The, uh, the guy with the red braids. Uh, Lil Yachty. Look, yeah, look, Yachty. Yachty, Yachty. I, I don't know how to say his name. Lil Yachty, yeah. Yeah, Lil Yachty. He be messing me up. Lil Yachty. I like Yachty. I like him, too. Yeah. Because how he came up, man, he, he like, he's like real uh, organic. Mm-hmm. For a good, be a good word for it. Like, he had his following straight off YouTube before he even was allowed out of his mother's house. Yeah. And mm -hmm. I thought that was real cool. And I was like... <laughs> And I bet your Banner is looking at this like, kind of like Oprah's looking at Facebook, Facebook Live. Live. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. Banner is looking at this like, man, he spent $100 worth of gas. Like, he had to slept in a van one night. The internet, the new vehicle. Yeah, the internet, the new vehicle. And uh, and I just want to, and I just, like, do you see, do you, do you, do you, like, implement that into your new artist? You like, hey, hit the internet hard, hit the internet hard. You don't need me to hit the internet. Like, man, um... That's a good question, man. It, it's a little bit of both mm -hmm. because I know with Dollar, we do a lot of internet promotion. Mm -hmm. You know, whether it's Facebook, it's Instagram, you know, the social media mm -hmm. platforms, we do a lot of that. Um, we do some street work, like guerrilla, guerrilla marketing, if you will. Okay. But that's only because, you know, we're grown men with families, so right. there's only so much that we can do okay. with the time that we have itself. Mm -hmm. So... I wouldn't suggest, especially now, I wouldn't suggest or recommend just solely focusing on the Internet mm -hmm. because it can only get you so far. I mean, buy, especially in the music business, buying Facebook ads can only get you so far. It'll get an awareness out to where if people are, sh are strolling or looking at posts or whatever, they may see a sponsored post and it's, you know, your album cover or whatever it is. But that doesn't guarantee that they're going to click on that link and go to iTunes or web and buy it. Right, right. You know, you really want to... Get in the people's faces. You want to shake hands. You want to kiss babies. You want to do. You want to have a one-on-one -on -one interaction with a with your potential fans and build a relationship with them. Make it personal. So that make it personal, so that they can feel like they're a part of your story. Okay. Like one thing that that I've seen in this business that, and I have the deepest respect for this artist, mm. and it's Trey Songs, and okay. this is why. Early in Trey Songs' career. Trey was everywhere, just like Banner. Mm. You know what I'm saying? He was everywhere. And even at the peak of his career, and a lot of people don't know this, at the peak of his career, Trey came to Jackson to do a date at Freelance. Mm. Him and his manager drove to Jackson 
to do a day to freelance, right? Mm-hmm. So we're at Red Lobster. Where are we eating? And I'm like, it's me, his manager at the time, Bobby, and the Atlantic rep, um, Kenny Mahone. We're sitting there. We're talking. And I'm like, man, how the, how the promo tour going? You know what I'm saying? They train you right at Atlantic, this, that, and the third. Mm-hmm. He's like, bro, I spent money to do this promo tour. Mm-hmm. This came out of my pockets. And so I'm sitting here, and I'm like, dude, this is at the height of, I forgot the name of the record, but it's at the height. Like, he is popping. He's popping. He's on TV. He's on radio. Like, he is popping. Mm-hmm. And he's telling me that he spent money out of his own pocket, pocket. to do this promo tour. Right. His his record rep or labor rep is sitting right next to him mm-hmm. saying this. Mm-hmm. So I'm not looking at the labor rep like, bro, why are y'all doing this to Trey? It just put me on game, like, okay, this is how these labels are really treating these artists that they really don't, at the time, believe fully in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he had a record deal, right. but he put it, or he took it upon himself to say, okay, I got to hit the road. I can't depend on this record label right. to do this for me. I got to reach out to these people. I got to touch them. I got to do X, Y, Z to make sure that people know who I am. And I don't see that happening a lot today with a lot of these artists. I've been telling E, I wanted to sell out for a couple of years, right? I got this great <laughs> I idea. I remember that. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. It's an EDM project, right? Go ahead. I remember that. That boy say sell out. Go ahead. I'm selling. I'm talking about, I'm like, I'm trying like to. You can't sell out now, though. Because, yes, you can. Because selling out. Selling I'm, trying out. To do some, <clears throat> I'm trying to do some flow rider shit. But I don't need to. That's not necessarily selling out. Because, no, this is strictly like I ain't trying to have no message. It's just like this <laughs> is yeah. that's not yeah. selling out. I want like the <laughs> WrestleMania <laughs> theme song music. I think in order to sell out, like you have to be like a rap artist or something like before two thousand two, because everything rap is so mainstream now, and like everybody's got advertising. Yeah. Everybody is all blended. Everybody's crossing over. Everybody's crossing over. Kendrick song with you two, the tightest verse. He probably got on the whole album, but why the hell you two on there? Yeah, why the hell you two? (laughs) Why the hell you two on there? I'm mad at that. That's what gonna get him to Australia, right? Right. This idea is called (laughs) What a Dance. I got a white girl to sing, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm gonna be in a gold suit. Damn, all gold suit. With a money gun. Sure. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm going to have two money guns like Caster Troy from Face Off. Like Gundam style? Like, uh, yeah, like, like money gun, yeah. yeah. And the money going to have my face printed on. And I'm just going around shooting broke-ass niggas. I'm going to be like... <laughs> and the white girl just going to be singing about some bullshit, but it's going to be what a dance. And I already got it because all you need like for that EDM shit, you just need that, oh, 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 oh. oh. I got it, but E won't make it. <laughs> do, do, do. Oh, it, oh. All you oh. got to do is go to a club in Vegas. That's and, all they play. Man. They play like the Do you see that noise about Vegas? That Vice documentary? Uh-uh. One of the DJs there, he making $16 million a year. Yeah. And he ain't even the highest paid. And I'm like, I want to yeah. wake up in a hotel room with a bunch of random women and pizza everywhere. I can't even listen to. Uh, you said uh, piss everywhere. Pizza, pizza, okay, pizza. Okay. No, no okay. kale. Okay. Hey, look, I can't even listen to uh, the Black Eyed Peas. Like I got a feeling. Yeah. I went to Vegas. Like when that song first came out. Yeah. 
And like it's like a Vietnam memory to me. So every time I hear that song come on, I'm like, "Where my boys? Watch out for Charlie!" Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, no. Hey, look, I dropped because the song, <laughs> man, it, it got so much of a memory for me, man. In Vegas, because this only kind of music you hear is yeah. party like bounce. So I, I forgot what they call it. Uh, what is it? Techno? Mm-hmm. EDM? Yeah. yeah, EDM. Yeah. yeah. So man, that's all you hear, man. And it's like I think that's like the music of the world almost. To an extent, when Chris like, Brown started doing that shit, I knew it was a problem. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's been it's been everywhere else but here. Uh-huh. It never really made it out here. It never really made it out here. But it's been everywhere else but here. This Latin mixed with uh, ethnic, a- African ethnic, and all type of stuff, and it just keeps it keeps building up steam. Eventually. But you know, it's gonna be my different about mine. EDM stadium music, what? EDM bounce, bounce. Oh, you gonna put mm. it in the noise? You see it. Yeah, you gonna get up. New Orleans or some trap, EDM bounce, both. You gonna? Well, get, they already got trap EDM. You gonna get a uh, what's the name? The one who got kicked out of Hattiesburg from New Orleans. Talking about uh, <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, buddy name. Uh, Mr. Ghetto. Nah, he 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 a she, but he a he. Oh, uh, big free, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, I went to a big free to show when when uh she came for uh yeah. No, it was at Martin's. Martin's, yeah. Right. Before Martin's remodeled. And that's when that's when Fifth Child opened up. No, it was the when Silas opened up. Mm-hmm. Man, tore that motherfucker down. I'm talking about our just... Like, the songs all sound the same because it's bound music. I'm talking about our just fun. Every, everybody's sweating at a Frida concert. Everybody. Everybody is sweating. I'm talking about Frida. fun. They had on a Vice special, I think. She was on so, one yeah. of the Vice specials. Where everybody was like... Fun. Had, a, uh, had a uh, reality show. No, yeah. Yep. Just fun. Beyonce raised them booking numbers. Yeah, yeah. 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 Them numbers th- went up for a month. You, you I can't think, deny freedom, man. I think, uh, what's the guy, what's the guy who was talking on that lemonade? Like, I'm from New Orleans, like the one who was doing the uh, Missing my... Yeah, the, his family was trying to... They well, see, this is the thing about that. I think his family sued, but whoever got control of that estate yeah. just didn't tell him about that shit because yeah. that's too big of a project to let something like that to be on a single... To let something like that slip through the cracks. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Like, oh, we didn't get this here. clear. Yeah. Yeah, 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 Like, somebody got contacted, and somebody, like, nah, I, I just think the estate handled it, and the rest of the family, like, oh, what the fuck? And it's like, yeah, yeah uh, it'll be like, yeah, holler at me later. You know what I'm saying? It'll let, be like that, definitely. Let me ask you something, Swole. Yes, sir. One thing I kind of talk about online all the time is like, okay, you got independent artists or whatever. So, one of the biggest independent artists out right now is Chance the Rapper. Yeah. And I have this theory about Chance not really being independent because I think, okay, it's all entertainment, so you're all selling dreams. But, you know, one of the first things you hear Chance like, hey, I'm Chance Rapper. Oh, independent rapper, by the way. You know, And he kind of, like, talks about independent, being independent, independent. But, like, he's, like, headlining Apple Festivals with, like, Elton John. And I'm like, oh, that doesn't seem like that much. It is... Is Chance, is it a technicality that he's independent, or is he truly independent? Bruh, I I, I honestly don't know. Yeah. And, and the reason that, that I say is because, hell, I really don't know. But I've heard of instances where, with this music business, this is some crazy shit. Yeah. And that that's one of the main reasons why I took a break for like three, four months from it to focus on the the wealth creation and the finances and things like that because if you just get so enthralled with the business now, 
it'll stress you the hell out. Yeah. So I just had to take a break. But, <clears throat> excuse me, I've heard of situations to where an artist can be signed to a label, but in order for it to be a bigger storyline for their artist, the label will remove everything associated with the label from the artist and tell the artist, okay, we're going to market and brand you as being independent. It's a selling well, point. Yeah, yeah, it's a selling, it's a selling point. point. It's, it's cool because, like, I know uh, Warner Brothers did that with Wiz Khalifa uh, because I think Wiz was signed, like, probably a year before Cushion Oranges came out. Yeah, he was on Atlantic. And he, he was on Atlantic, yeah. and Cushion Oranges came out, and it was, like, the number one search Google term for like two days and I'm like no truly independent artist is going to be the number one search Google term for two straight days I think I think think Chance I think Chance the rapper I think he had some like silent investors yeah and I think like it's a it's a big it's a big media platform pushing him behind the scenes that they the would Apple because the yeah. way he get marketed right and they would never easy. mention yeah. cause look at Tech 9 yeah Take nine is independent, <laughs> and he's, he's not. Independent. And he's yeah. not headlining yeah. fucking Apple festivals with Elton John. But sometimes, sometimes people and he got the check to do it. Yeah. Not to cut you up, bro. Yeah, yeah. 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 I put it like this. You know, Narwar. He's this Canadian radio host, and he goes around and he interviews people. He wears these wacky costumes, and he knows like really like rare facts or like really little known facts. Mm-hmm. So he asked Chance. He was like, "Hey, your mom owns some tobacco land, and Chance's mom's family owns tobacco fields in North Carolina." Right. Hmm. And Chance was like, "Oh, you know, it's not as big as people try to make." I'm like, "Motherfucker, you own tobacco fields, like." Quit fucking lying. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you yeah. own tobacco land. Yeah. Yeah. Like, bro, come on. Yeah, I, I yeah. think I think it's a lot of it. I think it's a, it's a group. <clears throat> I think it's a group that has uh, uh, ulterior <clears throat> motive, ulterior motive mm-hmm. about why they want Chance at the top. And not only that, I think it's a group that wants Kendrick at the top. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they're not going to tell us why, but their music will cross over more and more and more and more until we probably rarely recognize it as hip hop. Well, Kendrick's the dad guy that owns TDE. His uncle is Roger Zapp. So, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. See, that, yeah. that's one of those things. Like, yeah. oh, okay, yeah. it, it, like it makes sense now. It makes sense now. <laughs> and then when I see him, like uh, Kendrick Lamar working with Herbert Hancock, Herbert Hancock ain't gonna <laughs> let nobody just come in his studio. Yeah, man. like some blessings on that. Yeah, yeah. Like, you got to, you got to have like. You got to have some strings you can pull. And yeah. I know you know Dre and I know yeah. all that, but I just don't think that. I just, I think there's an ulterior motive about why these guys are definitely going to be on the top. And you might not hear as much from a J. Cole or a Crip or some other guys who who are great rappers too in their, mm. own, in their, in, in their own respects. Mm. And I feel like I just, and like Chance, I try. Like, I try to feel what everybody else It's feels. not for me. It's not for it's me. It's not for me. Yeah. It's not, it's for, not me. for me. And, yeah. But my thing with Chance is he makes it sound so simple. Like, man, all you got to do is just get your publishing right and just, just file out your copyrights yeah, and put it on soundtrack yeah, no. and you'll go and you'll go be Hell a star. No. And it's like, it's no. really disingenuous and it's really sending yeah. out a bad message. It's a like, false reality. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a false reality. Yeah. And it's rap and it's entertainment yeah. anyway, but it's like, like, I've seen him talk about it where it's just like, 
man, you know, I just got up one day, paid my $35 to the copyright office, uh, trademarked my name, and I just went from there, buddy. And it's real on Put some real, like, my head. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's on some real, like, pull yourself up by the bootstrings type shit. Some and it's like, well, ch- shit. it's like, well, yeah, some Republican shit. And it's like, yeah. well, Chance, you know, I didn't have Justice League production on my second mixtape that I never paid for. You know what I'm saying? Right. Right. <laughs> yeah, so it's kind of like, yeah, come and, on. And it's like uh, uh, Cadillac Records. Yeah. Uh, Howlin' yeah. Wolf. Yeah. He owned his stuff. Ooh. Yeah. You see how he was living? Howlin' Wolf was driving a raggedy truck, yeah. eating, eating lunch out of Lunchbox. And you had the other, what was the other guy named, uh, with, the, uh, with the harmonica, I forgot his name, uh, well, all the rest of the all the rest of the acts had accepted the Cadillacs. Lil Walt, mm-hmm. Lil Walt, Lil Walt. Everybody else had accepted the Cadillacs, but Howlin' Wolf. Howlin' Wolf was independent, mm-hmm. and and you can see how he lived. It was kind of like Banner in that band. Yeah, he he reflected independence because independence ain't finna put all that money out there if they don't have to. Right, but when you bought in. You get the ball. You get to show all that because you don't know exactly how that. I mean, you haven't just had to put in the sweat tears. You got to check up front, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's a difference. Coop it right yeah. back. It's a difference when you get a check up front and when you work and get a check at the end. Yeah, right. It's a big difference, and that. And I feel like for him to be independent, I think J Cole like really reflects more of that check at the end than Chance. Because on Def Jam, right? He's on Rock Nation slash well, what is it? I know, I know his labels were Interscope. Dream villain. Well, I'm gonna take J Cole. I'm gonna take J Cole out because yeah. you just said the best. Uh, you just said the, you just said the best. Uh, the best one is Tech Nine. Yeah, I think yeah. because he really reflects he's that truly, independent. He's truly like he's truly independent. You don't uh-huh. you don't see him as much as you would other artists, right? Like he had like strange he's, music has their fans, yep. but he's really truly like I don't need y'all. Like right. I can go do this festival. I'm gonna perform. I'm gonna sell my merch, and I'm straight. <clears throat> and to an extent, I think he's been blackballed. The the man turned yeah. down a sixty million dollar deal. Turned down a sixty million dollar deal. Sixty. But probably I would too. Probably would have made him richer than probably all but ten rappers. But see, that's what that, that like stuff like that. That's what uh, Slim Thug was talking about one time when he did his and when he did his first major label release. He was like, "I just did it because I just wanted my name to be bigger." But I'm making this money in Texas. Like yeah, I, yeah. I don't have like if I could go back, I wouldn't have did it. Like zero. I, like I make this money now. Zero. Trade of truth. Mm-hmm. You know. Too short was talking about it. Like, like yeah. I'm making this money now. Like it's just yeah. E forty. E forty was the king of it. E forty was the king of it. E forty sold a million out the trunk. Tapes. Yeah. Like now that's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he said the cassettes out the trunk tapes. Now think about it. I think E forty bought half them tapes himself with dope money. But hey, still genius. Man, I ain't even hear that right then, what you just said. I'm just saying, you know, it's the <laughs> truth. It's still genius, though. It's still genius. E4 they had trucks going on probably next day. Alright, so, so, <laughs> so, so let so let us ask uh, about this new uh financial planning you're doing. Uh uh-huh. Okay, so what what's that about? Well essentially, man, but what I do and what my team does, we basically just help families get on the right track financially because there there's a let me speak of as far as us. <clears throat> Excuse me. We've been 
ignorant to, and I don't mean ignorant in a bad light, but ignorant as far as educationally. Not understanding. We not have we don't have a keen understanding of how the wealth building process actually works and the components to actually build and create wealth, which is two components. That's insurance and that's investments. And so ever since our grandparents, our great-grandparents and our great-great-great-grandparents, you know, they they weren't educated on these principles, yet the people that gave them this advice were the ones who were reaping the benefits of getting in the right investments, the right kinds of insurance, and being able to pass down that wealth to their kids and their kids and their kids and their kids to where you can see why other cultures and other races are living or in a better position financially, and we're still at the bottom of the totem pole just scratching the surfaces and trying to to do better. So... So that's that's what that's what I do. That's what I'm studying to do, you know, and that's what I hope to do to help as many families as I can. Me and my team, of course, to help as many as I help as many families as we can to be in a better situation financially. So have you always been interested in doing this? I have, but it really didn't it really didn't become a reality to me until I had my son. Mm-hmm. You know, that was my ass thought of. Yeah, yeah. You know, kids will make you look at things at a totally different perspective. And so by me, <clears throat> excuse me, by me being, this is how I looked at it. And this is what made me really take a keen look into it. The birth of my son. And also I looked at it from an aspect of with my name, you know, I'm the last remaining male on my dad's side with that name. Mm. And so... When it came down to it, I looked at it in the point to where, okay, either I can swim or I can sink, and I can keep the legacy going, and I can change the path of the name generationally to where for the next generation it excels and it keeps going. You know, So that's why I wanted to name my son after me. He's the fourth generation, so where I'm working hard now to where when he grows up, whether he wants to have a choice to go get a job and work somewhere else, or he wants to work in a family business, you know, it's his choice. He doesn't have to, but it's his choice. Take two years off and backpack through Italy. Exactly. Right. You got the option. Yeah. Exactly. That's exactly what you're talking about. Same thing happened to me. Same thing happened to me really too, man. I went to college, <laughs> man, but I really took like two years off. Like, I went to college. I, I was on scholarship in college, but True. like I had the opportunity, like nothing. My family, my father, he made a way to where I could leave and come home and, like, still have work. Yeah. Uh, and I could work by contract. So what I would do is I'd, like, find, like, if I, if I knew I wanted to go on vacation, I would find, like, two churches to do, parking lots. And I would mm. pay those churches, and I would do two driveways and something like that, and I'd be like, hey, I'm gone. Mm. Like, when I get back, I'll be back in a month. Yeah. And it's a beautiful thing, man. It's a beautiful thing, and a lot of people... I try not to take it for granted because I know how hard my father worked. My father, I used to wake up in the morning and I used to go to sleep at night waiting on my dad to get home from the post office. Hmm. And he would, and I would pass out before he got there. And then I would wake up in the morning trying to catch him before he went to work for his own construction company. And he would be gone, like, before I got up. And the type of effort that he put in, oh, my God. Two generations worth. 
He right. put in the two generations after him were like. I say this all I tell my brothers like we had to be pretty shitty to fuck this up for the next generation. <laughs> like we had it pretty good. Like we had it not pretty fuck awful. Up. Yeah. Like let's just not smoke no crack. How about Period. this? We all, we all sign that clause. Ain't nobody smoking crack. And Everything so, else. Yeah. Crack so we, yeah. But this crack. Yeah. So we can keep we can keep this for our for our nieces and nephews for the next generation. But that that, that is that. the leg up though. That's yeah. how you get the leg up because I think uh, when I first got to Jack State, L probably one of the most the one of the most crucial differences that I found out about me and everybody else. Mm-hmm. Like I was still trying to help pay a bill or two at the house. So you got you got choices to make. Right. You know, right. I'm gonna go to school and I got all this homework. I'm taking nineteen hours. I mean, but right. I still gotta keep my job at Outback Steakhouse. And I gotta get there at three and I ain't getting off till eleven. So some got to give, some got sacrificed. And then I'm looking at some of my counterparts and I mean, you know, they mama wrote the check for the semester. Right. And I mean they don't they they ain't got work no job. I mean they got a car. I'm bumming rides. Right. So I mean that was a uh, that was a part of me actually leaving JSU when I did get into graphic design. That was a part of it because, I mean, the money just came first. I mean, you had to have I, it. I had to have yeah. it for what I was trying to do, and that it was it was almost like college was an inconvenience. Yes. And you know, I just want to put my kids in a situation to where, I mean, they don't have to make that choice. Right, it's not in front of them to make that choice to be like, you know, do I go to work or do I stay at school? Right, you know, because I need to work way more than I need to school. Right. So I just want to, I mean, you can you can go to school across the planet. Necessity breeds invention. It does. Mm-hmm. And that's one of those things that where you knew something had to be done and you invented a way <laughs> to do it because that's definitely not, because we don't go to school. When we in school, they tell us go to college. But right. they don't necessarily tell us that if you don't get a scholarship, you're going to be going to college. Uh, you already come from the inner city, so you're going to have to help somebody else out at your house. Uh, if you have kids, you're probably going to have to take care of them, too, and you're going to have to get a full-time job. Mm-hmm. That's, that's one day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a day. one day, mm-hmm. yeah. That's a day. That's a set-out day, so there's no room for error. And uh, I think that one of the best things we can realize is that there's no room for error a lot earlier than we think there's no yep. room for error. Right. I agree with that. For <laughs> real. There's no room for error a lot earlier than we think. Like even 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 in my case, full scholarship, like all that, but I didn't have room for errors that I made, and yeah. I still made them. I had to learn hard. Like the last semester, I paid out of my pocket. Mm-hmm. But other than that, I was pretty much free. But there, there, even even with even with that, there was mistakes that I made. If I can go back and I'll say, and everybody has them. But that these are I sure the hell have. Yeah, but some of the mistakes <laughs> are like, damn, somebody was supposed to tell me about this before somebody I was an adult. They didn't know, and they didn't know. And they didn't know, and that's I think that's our thing. That's what we have to do as the next generation, man. Swo, you uh, you're a new parent, so I mm-hmm. I get this one to you. Okay. We we know where we came from. Yeah. And we know, I know exactly where I came from, and what I often battle in my head. I got two little girls, mm-hmm. and what I often battle is the reason I'm here and I'm the reason I'm in the position I'm in today is because I went through that struggle. Yeah. But I done built it up to 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 such a place to what they will never experience it. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to figure out, is that a plus or is it a negative? Mm. I think it is for, for me, man. <laughs> you see that first? Yeah. I, I mean, it's, it's a real question because I know what made me. 
Right. Like, I lost a lot to understand what winning actually was. I, I think it... I think it it depends on on perspective, on your personal perspective mm-hmm. itself. You know, if, if you want to, you've built it to where your daughters don't have to do the things that that you did or made the same mistakes that you made. You know, but at the same time, I know as a parent, I know for me, you just don't want to give them everything because it enables them to do whatever the hell they want to do yeah. with no consequences. You know, so it's really about perspective, man. You know, um, I know with with my son, he's going to have that, like I said, he's going to have that option to whether you want to go get a job or you can continue on with the family business. It's your choice. However, I'm just not going to give it to you mm-hmm. because I I need for you to understand what life and not just life, but what the world is like. And if I just give it to you, then to me, it's like I'm shielding you or I'm keeping a very vital aspect of development yeah. from you. That's probably what I need to practice on, Schwab, because I, uh, I understand what I didn't have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, And it may be different because you have girls, you yeah, know, because yeah, yeah. you know yeah. raising a boy is totally different than raising little girls. Yeah, because I remember my first day of school in, like, the, the second or third grade or something like that to where, I mean, you went to pay less, you got them shoes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So now I got kids and I remember that. So my baby screenshots and me a picture of some of, of what she want. I come back to the house with ten pairs of shoes. Mm-hmm. Ten. Spoiling them. I mean, cause you you, you, <laughs> can't know it. you I can't let you go through what I went through. Yeah, but but and it's but, a gift and a curse. Give I think uh, I think you can do it in controlled circumstances though. I think yeah. you can. You can. I didn't got better, person. Yeah, yeah. I ain't you, got better. She nine now. Yeah, yeah. I didn't got better. <laughs> you got like another, nine you years got, of practice. You got another twenty years before you get good. Another twenty before I get good. Twenty yeah. nine. You got another and thirty. Look, yeah. <laughs> I, but it's good because you get a chance to 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 show them what you came through, but it's control. Yeah. Like you can take them to the worst street in Georgetown, but they ain't got to stay there. I'm gonna take them to. I take them to all the time to yeah. the barbershop. Go go yeah. see their granddaddy at yeah. the barbershop. Uh, you can take them to like the worst street in Jackson, but they necessarily don't have to stay there. You yeah. can go home. Yeah, and that's that's how it was for us. Like my dad really broke <clears throat> a lot of OSHA rules when it was time to go to work with us. Like because yeah. I'm talking about some days you'd be out there twelve, thirteen hours in the uh, middle of the summer. Mm. Burning up, you be out there twelve, thirteen hours. But then you get home, everybody talking about you rich, like uh, your folks got money and stuff like that. And I'm like, well, why the hell you went out here shoveling? <laughs> I was out there for thirteen hours. <laughs> yeah, I was out there thirteen hours. Ninety degrees out there. Asphalt for thirteen hours. Yeah, rich folks don't. Uh, folks with money don't do the type of work that we do, and right. and stay out there. And I think that was one of the best things that, like, even though we probably could have went and and he probably could have went to uh, sack and save or. Uh, what's the name of the county market mm-hmm. back then? Uh, but we had a garden. Yeah, mm-hmm. we slaughtered Grew pigs. Yeah. yeah, we slaughtered pigs, goats, and yeah. and cows. Had freezers in the house full of no meat came from the grocery store. And people used to like, and I like, we not necessarily rich, but uh, we weren't necessarily well off. But everything we needed was provided. Y'all for. was resourceful. Yeah. We were resourceful, and that's what that was the biggest thing. Like. 
I think that's a very big thing. You have to teach your kids that even though you're able doesn't mean you should. You have to. You right. have to. Like, there's right. always an easier way. And and sometimes, even though you can do things, the even though you can take the path of least resistance, it's not worth it. In the long right. run, that's not necessarily what you want to do. And I think that... So listen and resistance. Right, right. <laughs> and I think... Uh, that was one of the best lessons my dad taught me, man. Like, even though, like, it was a couple of times we could afford to take the machine to the shop, he was like, nah, we're going to fix this right here. We're going to tear it apart. We're going to tear it apart. We're going to try it ourselves. I just finished the bulldozer. And $11,000 worth of undercarriage work, I probably spent two. Hmm. Because I got under there and stayed. myself. Took pictures every day. Hey, bro, I put them all on Instagram. Took yeah. pictures every day underneath that dozer, man. And I was so proud of those out there running out. People were like, man, it's running good. <laughs> like, yeah, man. Whew, I'm so happy. Because if I would have messed up one thing, it would have been another $11,000 almost. Hmm. <laughs> and that's the lesson you learn, man. At least we can, at least we can control it. That's, that's the main point. You can control. You can show your kids. Uh, you can take them in these areas. You can show them what people have to deal with. And then you can show them how we're going to avoid that. Right. And that's one of the main things, one of the beautiful things. Beautiful. Yeah. I'm glad you got that opportunity. I'm glad everyone, every one of us had that opportunity, really, to do that for our children. See, you brought up a a, a good point a few minutes ago where you made an interesting statement that I want to ask all of us here. You made a statement about back then, you know, with your dad and with your family, you all were very resourceful. Mm-hmm. In modern times today, do you think that we utilize our resources in order to get things done that we need to get done both individually and collectively as a community. No. Hell no. Nobody used their resources. Nobody. Why? And, why, do you, and, why do you think it's like that? And I think it goes back into a deterioration of a community just because we have a lot of people standing next door to each other. Like, doesn't necessarily Don't mean, mean you neighbors. Don't mean you neighbors. <laughs> don't, it don't make you neighborly. And, yeah. and I think whether it's community, there's commune. You commune. You you know, there's communication. Yeah. And uh and through that community and that communication, like Melvin's your neighbor. Right. Melvin might need some work on his house. You might tell me about Melvin's house and I'm your other neighbor. Rob's house might be beside mine. Rob might be able to do the work. Right. Until if we don't know each other then Melvin won't never get that work done, at least not by Rob. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, and, that, and that type of communication doesn't necessarily exist like it used to in our communities. And, uh, and I think, because first of all, a closed mouth, you know, don't get fed. And a lot of times, like, whatever you're doing, I always felt that sometimes you got to let folks know just so you can get that blessing. Mm-hmm. Like, sometimes you, we might ask for it, uh, we might think it's coming, but I might not think you might be the person to help me. When in actuality, you are. Mm-hmm. And all I got to do right. is talk to you and right. let you know what I'm going through. Because self-sales and 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 my experience and your experience and your experience and your experience and what I need and what you need and what you need and what you need, need means something to the whole. Yep. Yeah, It means yeah. something to the whole. And I think that the reason why we don't get the most out of why don't we get the most out of our community because we're not communicating on hey, family mm-hmm. level on the uh, the neighborhood level on the city level the reason why we can't get the most out of our 
combined efforts is because there's not as many combined efforts because we're not communicating. <laughs> <laughs> Period. Mm. Yeah. <clears throat> and I believe that too, man. I mean, I don't know. I I I, I take that approach and that uh that crabs in the barrel approach. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because it's always existing in the room. I mean, it's going to always be somebody who's looking at what you're doing and going home and looking in the mirror and contrasting your 24 hours in a day versus their 24 hours mm-hmm. in a day and figuring out, you know, how he doing this and, you know, I mean, how is it working out this way for him? And I'm looking in this mirror and I can't seem to get shit accomplished. Mm-hmm. I mean, so that it, it creates some kind of false animosity towards you based on nothing. Right. You know, so the hand or... You know, the, the what I could have lent out to you or, right. or or the question I could have asked you to get that piece of information that probably could have helped me. You know, right. I done built up some animosity that you have no clue about or where it came from that's mm-hmm. actually preventing me from getting the information I need to take myself to the next level. So next time I look in the mirror, I mean, I feel like we're equal. Mm-hmm. I feel like we're on level playing field. You know, so I think that always plays a part in the black community because, I mean, it's like a rat race. I mean, when you when you actually divide up the pie before you get the slice, mm-hmm. and you never knew it was a pie because all you'd have never seen was a slice. Right. Mm-hmm. And we got to fight over that slice. It's four of us in here, but we fighting over a slice. So over one when there's a whole pie. I ain't when what person talking about that communication. The communication is, hey, bro, hold on, hold on. Get your hands fo- out Before fo- we look at this slice now, hold on. Man, it was a Mopai here. Mm. So let's figure out a way. Before he come in here and bring us this slice, let's figure out a way where we can get this whole pie. Let's knock him across his head. <laughs> 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 and, and, and that's, so, so it worked two ways. You put that communication together, and the communication will change that crabs. Yeah. In the bucket yeah. mentality, because that crab in the bucket mentality is some crazy shit. Crazy Especially here, here, huh? All right. So, um, Swallow, can you uh, give out your information so if someone wanted to uh, contact you? For sure, for sure. My number is seven six nine two three 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 four six nine. Instagram, Twitter is the same at Streets on Swole. That's the number one. That's S T R E E T S. O N S W O L L and the number one. Ah, that is. Okay, that's what's up. That's what's up. That's what's that's up. It, Again, this has been the Roundtable Podcast. Uh, person, any closing thoughts? Uh, man. Uh, communicate. Nah, communicate, man. Communicate to your people, man. Communicate to your people, man. Like self sales. You know, sometimes that hard experience, sometimes that tough experience that you don't like talking about, could help somebody. And it might be a little, uh, it might be a little embarrassing for you to tell about your failures. But if your failure is gonna help somebody else out, why not share education? And like sometimes, <laughs> yeah, sometimes you can get a big success from being open about your failure. Like, mm. but if you think that you are too good to fail, if you think that you are much too intelligent, much too beautiful, much too just. Much too popular to fail. Uh, you're gonna miss a lot. Mm. You're gonna miss a lot. So when you fail, you know, be vocal about it. You know, because we, I think in our it's neighborhoods, we got a, in our neighborhoods, man, we got a big thing about like getting loose, getting, getting, having a loss, taking a loss, and running and being quiet about it because we always want to seem like we're just so successful. Look, any successful person will tell you 
for every successful thing they've done, they probably failed four times. Mm-hmm. Four times. More four than times. That. Five times. <laughs> hey, look, if, well, I think the Bible says fall, fall six, get up seven, or uh, something like that. I think, you know, but that's just it. That was John Cena. That was John Cena. Fall six times, get up seven. Fail six times, get up the seventh time. Whatever it takes, everybody's going to fail, man. But you can do it. Rob. <laughs> oh. Oh. I ain't got too I got too I got too much to say, man. Y'all y'all enjoy that Friday, man. Yeah, man. It'll be back next week. Yeah. Shout out to E Right, he gonna be back next week. Man, we hope y'all enjoyed the, yourself and you Shout out break. to the voice of God. Yeah. Shout out to E-Right. 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 <laughs> All right, man. Hey, this has been the, pan- the Roundtable Podcast. I keep on fucking up with chaos. Come on. This has been the Roundtable Podcast. This is, my <laughs> uh, this is Thucker Jones. Check out my podcast, The Rogers Gent, on SoundCloud, iTunes. We're also going to start a Facebook Live show. The Rogers Gent Facebook Live. Uh, this has been the Roundtable Podcast. Shout out to everybody for listening. Remember to follow us on all social media and all platforms. And you have a good one. Step in the name of love, baby. <laughs> yeah, wow, man. <laughs>